Hello, and welcome or welcome back to episode 181 here on the Yours Julie podcast. My name is Claire Tuning. I am your host. I'm a dietitian. I am the one woman show behind Yours Julie Nutrition as a aggressively loud truck goes by my house. You know, nothing annoys me more than loud cars. I know that's irrational because I don't have any control over the sounds off of other people's cars, but man, really gets me going. Like this is the neighborhood. So anyways, you've learned more about me in this intro. (laughs) I'm Claire, I'm a dietitian, and I hate loud car noises. Um, But this is our June episode of the podcast. It is also our Nourished Girl Summer episode of the podcast. I'm going solo today. I typically release an episode once a month and I've had a lot of incredible guests over the past year or so. I don't think I've done a solo episode. Maybe it has been almost a year, but I happen to be in the middle of an Instagram and a TikTok series on reels and uh, TikTok videos that I'm calling Nourished Girl Summer. And I want to talk more about this series, more about the motivation behind it or what I mean when I say Nourished Girl Summer. And I'm going to do two things here. So or three things actually. We're gonna define Nourish Girl Summer. I'm gonna share 10 ways that I have brainstormed, that I've thought up, that I think you can live out a Nourished Girl Summer. So I have some tips and ideas coming your way. And then I've also done a little bit of crowdsourcing. I posted on my Instagram story the other day asking what Nourished Girl Summer means to you all. So I have some responses, some ideas that I wanna share from my audience to round out our definition of Nourished Girl Summer. So let's define it based on what I'm considering Nourished Girl Summer, where the idea came from, and we'll go from there. So my definition of Nourished Girl Summer is a summer focused on eating enough, eating foods that taste good and make you feel good, having fun with hydration, and remembering that you don't have to love your body in order to nourish it and care for it. I also like to say that Nourished Girl Summer isn't just for the girlies, it is for any human who wants to focus on adding in a greater variety of foods this summer instead of going down another restrictive dieting spiral that can feel extra easy to get sucked into in these warmer months. If you're not familiar on the play on words here, or like where I'm getting this idea in general, it's actually a play on hot girl summer, which is a term that was created by Megan the Stallion that actually became popular a few years back. I found some articles on it dating back to 2019, but um, it was my understanding before looking that up that the term really became popularized in 2021 after the summer of 2020 that was peak COVID, we were all at home, we were not out doing anything. So it was this term, obviously turned into one of her hit songs that really symbolized this summer of getting back out there and having fun and being unapologetically yourself. For fun, I looked up um, the definition that Megan Thee Stallion herself has stated. So here it is. And I quote, hot girl summer is about just being you and just having fun. It's turning up, driving the boat and not giving a damn about what anybody is saying. So I personally will not be driving any boats this summer. I, um, I don't really do much of turning up. One thing about me is I will have fun within reason. 
I'm, I'm really not that fun of a person. I, you know, invite me to all of your parties. I probably will not be the life of the party, but I will bring snacks, which is important. But um, she goes on to say in this definition that it is an inclusive phrase all about feeling confident and having fun and not caring about what others think so you can live your life unapologetically or live your best life unapologetically. So um, that's where I came up with this idea of nourished girl summer, because in my mind, being a dietitian and working with clients on the topic of food and eating and body image, I feel that in order to have a hot girl summer, to live your best life, to be unapologetically you, to have fun, you have to be nourished in order to do that. That is like step one, we have to eat, we have to be fueled, we have to have the energy to do all of these things that your hot girl summer might encompass. So I see nourished girl summer as being an essential first step to your hot girl summer if that is a, an idea that you're adopting over the next several months. So like I said earlier, I, um, I brainstormed in preparation for this solo recording 10 ways that you can live a nourished girl summer. So I'm gonna list out these 10. A couple of them might take me longer to describe than others because some of them I have some tips and some ideas for you, but take what resonates, leave what doesn't, and we can all move forward from this recording with some ideas, with some tools in our belt to have the best next couple of months. First way that we can have a nourished girl summer. This one is obvious if you have followed me or listened to this podcast for any length of time at all you have heard me say this time and time again but it bears repeating eat regularly throughout the day and try your best to not go for long periods of time without eating food because we know that restriction whether it's intentional or unintentional is one of the biggest things that can lead to you feeling out of control around food and that doesn't feel good The more we restrict or the longer we go between our eating experiences, the more we're going to feel fixated on food. So you might be feeling, why do I think about food all of the time? Why do I feel obsessed with it? Oftentimes you might fall into thinking that that's a character flaw or like something is wrong with you. Whereas in reality, that is just our body and our brain's natural response to not having enough fuel and energy. So we are eating regularly to the best of our abilities, and we're going to try our best to not go intentionally long periods of time without grabbing a snack or a meal. Which brings me to my second tip or my second idea. Have a loose plan to meet your fueling needs because eating regularly, tip one, isn't always as easy as it sounds. You know, you could have the best of intentions to not miss your meals and to have regular snacks but if you don't have some kind of loose plan in place for how that's going to happen or for how food is actually going to end up on your plate in edible form then you're going to be so much more likely to not be able to complete tip number one again the intention could be there you're maybe not trying to restrict or you're not trying to get to a situation where you feel out of control around food at 8 p.m but if you're not doing a little bit of work ahead of time a little bit of uh, planning to get that food onto your plate to have meals in a semi-ready state it's going to be so much harder to complete tip number one 
So a couple of ideas that I have for you underneath this idea of having a loose plan. And you'll hear me say that over and over again whenever I'm talking about this topic of meal planning or grocery shopping because a loose plan, in my opinion, is where it's at. You're not planning out every single detail to a T. Obviously you can if that works for you, but for many people who I've worked with in the past, for me myself, I find that's pretty rigid and it doesn't allow space for real life to happen and it kind of sets you up on that slippery slope of, you know, I failed, I didn't stick to my plan exactly. So we want to avoid that if possible by having a loose plan. And what I mean by that is you might have an idea of what meals you'd like to make. You can have an inventory of, you know, here are the ingredients that I have on hand to make meals and snacks happen. Here's what I'm going to prep ahead of time. So building meals is easier in the moment but it might not be as rigid as cooking every single thing and putting it into a container and measuring things out ahead of time there can be a happy medium where we're looking ahead and we're planning but we're still allowing room for flexibility or or for real life to happen like i said earlier one tip here is you can set aside a little bit of time every single week to just brainstorm your meal ideas. You might ask yourself questions like, um, what did I really like from this week before? What felt really good in my body as I was eating it? Do I want to repeat any meals? Or what has a meal that has felt what is a meal rather that has felt really satisfying and enjoyable for me in the past? Is it feasible for me to make that happen this week? So just getting an idea, how many meals am I gonna need? What is my family gonna need if you're cooking for a family? And visualizing what ingredients that you need to have on hand. Maybe you can make a loose menu, like writing out on a note card that you post up on the fridge. Here's the loose intention. Here's what I have stuff to make so that all of that thinking and brainstorming effort doesn't fall onto your shoulders in the middle of the week when you're going to be tired and exhausted, etc. I've even offered the idea to clients before to take yourself on like a, a coffee date. I know everyone's schedule is different and if you have kids, you might not be as free to escape to a coffee shop whenever you'd like, but you can make your own version of this. You know, going someplace you enjoy, maybe having something tasty, a treat of sorts, and having that be your set aside time each week. It's a date, it's a time on the calendar where you're spending 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, however much time you need, dedicated to what is the plan going to be? What do I have on hand? What do I need to get at the grocery store? What meals am I listing out so that um, you have an idea of what eating can look like in the days ahead? If you want more guidance and support on this topic of meal planning without a side of diet culture, then I invite you to check out episode 168 that I did back in May of 2022. In fact, that might have been my last solo episode that I recorded on the podcast. That would be kind of ironic if it worked out that way, but that is a podcast episode that goes deeper on this topic. And if you want more beyond what is offered in this episode and that one, I also have a mini course that is all about meal planning from a non-diet lens for anyone who is interested. It's less than $100 and you can find that on my website, clairetuning.com under courses. Back to our list, my third idea or a third way that you can practice living a nourished girl summer is to stay hydrated. You are not surprised. 
No one is surprised. This is an unoriginal tip, but um, we have to talk about it because there is no happy, fueled, and nourished summer when you are dehydrated, when you are a shriveled up prune, when your urine is like that dark yellow color, like no one is having a good time when that is the status. So a couple of tips for hydration. If you are someone who forgets to drink water, if you struggle with consistency, or if you're someone who doesn't like water, which I have heard people say, Honestly and truly, I have to say I do not understand that because in my mind, it is flavorless. It is refreshing, but to each their own. So if that is you, maybe a couple of ideas here to help you because we need it even if you don't like it. If you have never tried filling up your water bottle before you go to bed or filling up a glass of water and keeping it on your nightstand, I highly recommend giving that a try so that when you wake up and you roll out of bed first thing in the morning, that is the first thing you're grabbing and you are getting ahead on hydration before the day gets away from you, before you have your coffee. You know, you can do this as you're mobilizing to the kitchen, crawling your way there to get your coffee. But if you're anything like me, when you have that fun caffeinated beverage in your hand, it's so much easier to forget about water until it's like the afternoon. So starting your day off with some water and considering making that happen the night before is a great approach. Obviously, a reusable water bottle, if you're not already doing that, carry it around with you, get one with the lid or the straw, you decide whatever brand is going to be your current hyperfixation water bottle, but carry it around with you wherever you can, keep it cool, keep it refreshing, and um, try to make it through a couple of those a day, depending on what size you choose. If you're a Stanley person like myself, uh, you might not need... A whole lot of those but if you're drinking you know a 16 ounce water bottle or if it's one of those smaller ones you're probably gonna need several of them my next tip is to think about enjoying beverages beyond water because other fluids can count towards your total hydration status things like seltzer water yes bubbly water does hydrate you similar to normal water all it is is water with bubbles so if you like that uh, feel free to include it the one thing that i like about cans of seltzer water is if you open one it feels fun and it feels different and you're probably going to feel a little bit more motivated to finish that before it goes flat so that's 12 ounces guaranteed if you have a juice drink that you like i obviously am a big fan of mocktails um, something that is super present in this nourished girl summer video series is some mocktail recipes so um, drinks without alcohol are really great for this and you can also consider adding in some water dense foods things like um, fruits and vegetables namely specifically ones that are really high water content obviously all fruits and vegetables are going to have water as a big component but things like watermelon cucumbers peaches bell peppers celery i know i'm forgetting a ton but ones that um feel very crisp like they have a lot of water in them are great to include as parts of your snacks or parts of your meals and the good news is is a lot of those are actually in season over the summer so you might be finding produce items that are more tasty more juicy more flavorful than they would be in the winter months the fourth way that you can live a nourished girl summer 
is to think about things beyond physical nourishment that feel good for you. Like physical nourishment obviously is important. That's what so much of my career is dedicated to. That's what my clients and I talk about. But what feels mentally and emotionally nourishing to you? This could be a hobby you're dabbling in. It could be time with friends or loved ones, creative projects that you're maybe getting involved with. The list could go on from there. But one of my favorite activities that makes me feel mentally and emotionally nourished is reading a book. And I don't mean a nonfiction book. I mean just like a sappy, fictional totally not realistic book. I love escaping into them. I find them super fun and there are so many good summer reads. They're not really, they don't have to be summer reads. You can read them at any time, but so many books for me, I don't know how to describe this. They just feel like summertime, especially ones that are describing like a summer love or a summer romance. I um really recently have been on a huge reading kick. I have been trying to reduce my screen time in the evening, so I've been turning to a book instead, and it's amazing how much faster you can get through a book when you're reading it for extended periods of time. That's not a hot take. Obviously, that's how it works, but I've made it through more books than usual recently. So as a sub bullet point under this tip, I wanted to share some of my favorite fiction reads that I have really enjoyed recently in case you like reading or you're wanting to get more into reading, I, I love giving recommendations. So the first one is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Emily Henry is having a moment right now with the release of her new book, but People We Meet on Vacation might have been her first big hit. Maybe it was her second. Um, I read this on vacation for obvious reasons, but it was super cute. It was a really easy read and I do recommend it. I've also heard her new one, Happy Place, is really good. I'm very drawn to the hot pink cover, but um, I'm a library girly, and anytime I'm reading a book that's popular on TikTok, the waitlist is miles long. So I might be reading that by fall, who's to say, but I've heard it's really good. A thriller that I've read recently, if you are into thrillers, something that will keep you on the edge of your seat is What Lies Between Us by John Mars. John Mars also wrote The One, which I read last summer, which is really intriguing. It has a little bit of everything, has a little bit of romance, a little bit of thrill, so I also recommend The One. But What Lies Between Us is probably one of the thrillers that I have been most enthralled by. I was super into it. There was a wild twist, really made you question everything that you had read once you get to the end, so I really liked that one. A couple of romance novels that I've read recently, Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. If you are familiar with the book Every Summer After by Carly Fortune, this one really reminds me of that. So both of these are great summer reads, but I finished love and other words in like a day and a half and in like three sittings because I was so addicted to the plot line and the characters and I wanted to know how it ended. And the last one, another romance. I finished this one last night as of the day I'm recording this, but it's called Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez, I think is how you would say her last name. Um, she has a sequel called Yours Truly, which 
I love for obvious reasons. I am also on the wait list for that one at the library, but be sure to read Part of Your World first. It was really cute. I loved the characters and it was a happily ever after, even though it, it made you frustrated a few points throughout the middle of the book. But those are a couple of my recent fiction reads. I have all of my favorite fiction reads actually on my Amazon storefront. I just use that as a place to plop everything that I read. So if you are interested, you can find the link to that in my bio on Instagram. The fifth way that you can live a nourished girl summer is to wear sunscreen. Like no one is shocked by this either because I will never make a video or a like anything related to summer that does not have a big plug for sunscreen because your skin is very important and we want to protect your skin. And I think it's interesting how when we think of health promoting behaviors, we are so quick to think of things like eating and moving and hydrating, but maybe a little bit less quick to think of some of these other behaviors like reducing alcohol intake or not smoking or wearing sunscreen, like all of these things that can also have a really big impact on your health that are tied to behavior. So sunscreen up, my friends. If you're looking for a good like daily face sunscreen, um, I recommend the e.l.f. Super Super Glow. I think it's what it's called. It might be Super Woe. It's something like that. If you type in e.l.f face glow sunscreen, it will come up. This is actually the dupe of Super Goop, which is another glowy, like lightly tinted sunscreen that I also love, but it is so much more expensive. I bought both of these just to compare and see if there's that big of a difference, and there really is not, in my opinion. I think they look the same on. They both have great coverage sunscreen-wise, so I recommend that e.l.f. product. It is less than half the price of the super goop and I wear it every single day. The only drawback is it has gotten pretty popular on social media and it tends to be sold out a lot of the time on Amazon and Target. Last time I was in Ulta, they were out. So good luck finding it. I hope you can, but I recommend that. I'm realizing as I'm saying this, I'm maybe not doing any favors to the whole sold out issue by continuing to recommend it, but we're not here to gatekeep our sunscreen secrets. I want you to have safe, glowing skin. On to number six. Remember that you don't have to love your body in order to care for yourself. My clients and I like to talk about this idea that body love is not a prerequisite for care and respect, and you deserve to have your needs met, and you deserve to be treated kindly, by other people and by yourself all days, every single day, even on those days where you might feel more uncomfortable in your body for whatever reason. Number seven, know that any diet or program that is out here promising to solve all of your problems in a short amount of time, as long as you stick to the protocol and you give them all of your money, know that those things are bogus. If it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is in some way, shape, or form. And I like to remember that fast and quick, quote unquote, results um, achieved through some kind of extreme measure, it isn't going to last long because extreme measures are not sustainable. So I know these programs have a lot of money in their marketing budget and we hear them being talked about a lot and circulating on social media and wherever else you hang out on the internet. But remember, 
these are bogus. Short results will not hang around for long. Any last ditch extreme measure isn't going to be sustainable. So even if some quote unquote result that they're promising does come as part of the program, it's probably not going to stick around or be supportive of your health physically or mentally in the long term. Number eight, try to find ways to make a big deal out of the small moments. Now, at risk of sounding like those videos that can sometimes be annoying, that are like, romanticize your life, do all of these things, and they always have some sort of inspirational music in the background, like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna try to impersonate the music, but at risk of sounding like those videos, I think there is something to be said for finding these small ways to make a big deal or have fun with these small everyday moments or just to, to make those moments seem extra fancy or extra fun because vacations are nice. Being able to take time off of work is wonderful if you have the ability and the privilege to do that. However, it is likely that the majority of your summer days are not going to be spent on vacation. You're going to be in your normal routine with your daily responsibilities. So finding ways to have a little bit of fun or put a slightly different twist on some of those tasks and responsibilities can, can, be, can be useful. Maybe. I don't know. You tell me. A couple of ideas I had for this is um, pouring a mocktail or your soda of choice, your seltzer water into a fun glass. I don't know what it is about pouring non-wine into a wine glass that just elevates the experience, but I'm a big fan of elevating your glassware and having fun with a relatively normal beverage on a Tuesday night and making it feel special for yourself. Another idea, I saw a video of someone doing this recently, so I cannot claim this as my own idea, but enjoying an evening walk with an ice cream bar or like this woman had made herself an ice cream cone at home and then was just taking it on an evening walk. Like what an incredible combination. If you're someone who is able to be outside and you like to be outside, but combining watching the sunset or observing all of your neighborhood evening happenings with an ice cream in hand, like what better combination? That's just like such a fun thing that you could add in if you want. Um, maybe do an everything shower on the same day you wash your sheets. If you know, you know. Like, the everything shower to all of my friends, people out there. Like, isn't it one of the best experiences? Like, yes, it is exhausting and it's a lot to do in the shower. And many times I make it to the end of those showers and the bathroom is like so hot and steamy that I do feel like I might pass out. And like, we don't wanna do that. Obviously we wanna be safe, so keep some ventilation going. But in everything shower, where you end with like a body scrub and a hair mask, and then you're climbing into fresh sheets, 10 out of 10 everyday experience, that, maybe not an everyday experience, but an experience that you can give yourself without having to break the bank or book a trip to Europe or <laughs> all of those things. And um, I don't know, another idea, last one that I have, maybe having a FaceTime dinner date with a friend or a family member, or obviously if you have someone who lives close by and you're able to meet up for 
like a little shared snack board or a sharing meal, I think that's great. But having some kind of connection over a meal, making a relatively normal eating experience feel less mundane by having a loved one there to spice things up can be fun. But on to number nine. Remember that taking care of yourself will look a little bit different every single day. What I mean by that is some days meeting your needs and engaging in self-care might look like getting up earlier and getting your list of chores done and engaging in movement and eating bright and vibrant foods. And that's great. Those days are fun. But other days, meeting your needs and caring for yourself might look a little bit more like resting, sleeping in for longer, not racing to get everything done on your to-do list. I know that one's really hard for me, but it might look like staying home in comfy clothes and having a mental health day, whatever that looks for you. But knowing that if the goal is self-care, if the goal is meeting your needs and being nourished, we have to have flexibility in that process. And we have to understand that if we are trying to approach this in a super rigid way, we might have guilt when life gets in the way. We might have shame if we have to veer off of that rigid schedule. And that's not what we would like to set ourselves up for. We want to have flexibility. We want to know that every day might be different and that's okay. That's part of being human. That's part of life. And finally, number 10 on our list of ways that you can live a nourished girl summer. As any page from a mid 2000s signed yearbook would read, hags. Hags, have a great summer. <laughs> Did anybody else sign all of their friends' yearbooks growing up with hags and your name? Like there would just reach a point in the yearbook signing process where your little hand was so weary and tired that you couldn't write any more notes. So you were just writing hags, Claire, or whatever your name is. But I think that is a motto that we can all live by. Have a great summer, whatever that might look like for you. And on that note, what does Nourish Girl Summer mean to you? I asked this question to um, my Instagram followers and community. I posted this in a little question box yesterday, so the day before I recorded this episode, because I wanted to crowdsource and get an idea of what comes to mind for all of y'all when you hear this phrase, Nourish Girl Summer. I'm going to start off with the one sarcastic... I don't know if it was meant to be a negative comment, but it was like, I don't know, a sarcastic one that I got, and then we'll move on to the more positive ones from there. But this person wrote, well, I'm not a girl, I'm a woman. Ha. Not ha ha, just ha. <laughs> H-A, half of a laugh. All I can say in response to this is, my dear friend, I do believe you have missed the point. Because it's not about being a girl. This phrase is not about your gender or your gender identity. This phrase is a play on hot girl summer. It's this idea of having the best, most fun, unapologetic summer, living your best life. And nourish girl summer, hot girl summer, it just rolls off the tongue. It would sound weird to call it nourished woman summer like nourished person summer. I, I thought about doing that 
but it just doesn't roll off the tongue as well. And I think as a society, we can have an understanding that whatever girl summer, hot girl summer, nourish girl summer is meant to be an inclusive term. It's more about the feeling. It's more about the behavior rather than this specific girl piece. So again, I say, my dear friend, you have missed the point, but we can move on from there to some other responses that I got. Feeling balanced in what I'm eating, having fun, sleeping, enjoying exercise and beach time. All bodies are bikini bodies, fueling with fresh foods, eating lots of color, staying hydrated with lots of watermelon, same, and enjoying outdoor activities. Enjoying the food at the barbecue instead of avoiding it to look a certain way the next day. I love that. Loving food without the weight of diet culture, giving your body what it needs to thrive and not holding back to have the perfect quote unquote bikini body, giving my body what it needs and being satisfied. And then one of my personal favorite definitions that I feel really rounds up all of these into one nice package is satisfied, hydrated, not starving, bad bitch energy, fun activities, fun foods, and feeling, all caps, good. How perfect is that? That like encompasses all of the things. So if you are someone who submitted an entry, I didn't read all of them, but I tried to to sum most of them up here. I appreciate you weighing in and giving me your thoughts and opinions on this idea of Nourished Girl Summer. Speaking of, the day this episode comes out, we will still be in the midst of the video series that I'm hosting on Instagram and on TikTok, so be sure to check out all of the videos and the recipes that I have shared so far there. We have some food recipes, we have some mocktail videos, um, all of the above. And one more thing I have coming, because some of you have been asking me, are these recipes written down anywhere? Can I have this in a written form so I don't have to keep coming back and watching the video and transcribing a recipe as a result? And the answer is yes, I am working on something. I haven't announced this on social media yet, so if you're tuning into the podcast, then you're one of the first people to hear about this, but I am working on a Nourish Girl Summer ebook, which is going to be a compilation of some summer food recipes, refreshing summer mocktails, and it's going to have a couple of exercises and reflections for mending your relationship with food this summer and beyond. So it's really going to be this fusion of a recipe book combined with almost an intuitive eating workbook in a sense. So stay tuned for this. I have not released it yet. Again, this is the first time that I will have hit enter and like uploaded anything to the internet that has this information in it, but it will be coming later on this week from when you're listening to this episode. I'll be talking about it on Instagram, on TikTok. The link to purchase the ebook will be in all of those spots. For the first week that I launch it, it is going to be 50% off of the full price. So full price, this ebook is going to be $35, but for the first week that it is available and open to the public, it is going to be 50% off for $17. It is like 50 pages long. There's recipes, like I said, reflections. So this is a really huge value, a lot of content for one of the, the lowest investments of services and products that I offer. So if you're interested, be sure to catch me on Instagram and TikTok at Claire Tuning and more information will be available when the book 
is out. But that is all that I have for today. I hope you all have the best, most nourished and hydrated summer there is to have. Maybe you can use one or more of these tips that we talked about today. But for all of you who have been following along with me for the video series on Nourished Girl Summer, I am super appreciative for your time and your interaction. If you're listening here on the podcast and this is your first time hearing of the series, then be sure to check it out. I'm also super grateful for the privilege of your time and your listening ears here today. If um, you like this episode and you want to share it with someone who you think could benefit, you can send them the link, tap the three dots on the bottom right hand corner of your screen that will give you the link of this episode to text out to email to a friend or a family member you can also take a screenshot wherever you're listening and share it on social media maybe your instagram story give me a tag at claire tuning and as always if you feel inclined to tap those five stars and leave a review i would be super grateful but until next month's episode have a wonderful couple of weeks ahead stay cool stay nourished and i will talk to you soon Oh, I almost forgot my sign-off. How dare I? Yours, Julie. Claire.